0: Off the Ball Rugby. You'd be an ideal man to be in with them For the Lions? Yeah. So go on, you're asking me what would I like to go, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I've got the nod from the lads in Off the Ball. Right? Join
1: <laughs> in the Obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Off the Ball Breakfast. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show. Let's move on. We're talking WSL. and am delighted to say Rachel O'Sullivan of Girls on the Ball podcast is with us, as is Cathy McNamee of Koigig hello (laughs) how are you hiya where do you want to start do we start with the long hopeful punt from Katie McCabe that turns into one of the season's most ridiculous assists is that the best place to start
2: certainly can start there I mean I wasn't expecting that result at all and I think the goal kind of summed up how much Arsenal really did just like scrape through past City I didn't think they were going to get it at all felt bad for Keira Keaton afterwards she was like very very upset but like she has had a pretty astounding start to the season so far considering how young she is she's only about 19 and uh, like definitely wasn't the sort of player that I think anyone expected to come through and become City's starting keeper but obviously Ellie Roebuck has been off the scene a little bit this season still not totally clear what's going on with her Um, and I think a lot of people have a lot of questions she posts like some cryptic Instagram photos and stuff every so often about what's going on with her so it's hard to know she's not injured I don't know it's not like there's been no official injury kind of announced or anything Um, but yeah a tough one to take for such a young goalkeeper
1: um, Arsenal really needed this victory though right because the season was kind of careering out of control from their perspective Rachel if they'd lost that game
0: Yeah I think you know an absolute minimum of a point was necessary from that game um, and also just to show that they can beat the, the top dogs, you know, that they're still part of that top four. Um, so getting that that win was hugely important. You have to factor in as well, they had a penalty saved. They could have been 2-0 up, which just would have been so against the run of play. Um, when the first goal came, it was a huge shock. I, I'd been going to another match and watching Man City just kind of dominate. Uh, and suddenly the the notification comes up that, Man City have, have, you know, let a goal in and that's been Arsenal have scored. So, yeah, it'll be huge for them. It's going to be interesting to see how they come off the back of it because, you know, last-minute results haven't really been the spark we've expected them to be. So it'll be interesting to see how a result against Man City will kind of kick-start
1: them, I suppose. So the quality of the performance wasn't great, notwithstanding the fact that they've beaten City?
0: Yeah, I mean... Jonas Idaville seemed pleased enough he said that they hadn't started well that you know the first 15 20 minutes they were kind of slow to start but um you know I think maybe they knew that city were going to be have more possession and um, they probably looked at their performance in previous games and know they were known they were going to be up against it so I guess you can look at that and say we were going to... He he was surprised that they were being considered the underdogs going into this. And to be honest, I think they were. People were expecting Man City to win this. They'd had a better start to the season. They'd a better end to last season. Um, and Jonas Eideville was a bit put out that they were kind of being considered the underdogs, given this is four and four wins for Man, for Arsenal at home against Manchester City. Um, but they were underdogs. So there will be that element of... He will be pleased that they've come out with the win because realistically, as Gareth Taylor said, they were robbed. I think that maybe that was a bit extreme <laughs> from Gareth. Taylor but he was not very happy post-match I
2: think Idavel is kind of similar to Arteta in a way where like he gets really upset and annoyed whenever the team is viewed as the underdogs and to an extent I can understand it sometimes when you look at what like the team that they have on paper but considering the start of the season that Arsenal had and the fact that they have been like completely inconsistent whereas City have probably been the most in-form team in the league with how they have played so far it wasn't like that big of a thing to say that like I in every prediction I gave I said that City were going to win this one um, by 2-1 so I technically I got the scoreline right just the <laughs> wrong way around which is fine as an Arsenal fan um, but like I and like this is the thing that really confused me about when Arsenal gave him the contract extension at the time that they did because I was like when you look at the squad that's there you're like yeah they definitely should be performing better what's the issue then and a lot of the time the issue is some of the in-game management and how players don't seem to actually know what they're doing when they're on the pitch and there's like like pieces of paper being run onto the pitch to tell players what to do and stuff I know Emma Byrne in particular gets very annoyed about that but you know it It doesn't seem like the team is being prepared in a way where it's like, okay, if they swap to a back four or a back three, this is what we do to our team, or this is how you move a certain player onto another player so that you can get the best out of the team. It just seems like they're... So you're uh, not buying it? No.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, They're getting away with it a bit.
2: Getting away with it a bit, I think. Because of the quality of players. Because of have. the quality of players. And because Katie McCabe is probably having the best season of her life at the moment. Um, particularly in some of those earlier games, she really, really dragged them through, I think.
1: Um, OK, we've, we've probably started with the Arsenal situation because of uh, McCabe. But obviously the big news over the course of the weekend is that the Chelsea manager is leaving at the end of the season. And the assumption is that she's becoming the new USA boss there are some rumours that it might not be that but that's the best and it's biggest pretty much of yeah no
2: it's pretty much confirmed in that like every major reporter in the US has sourced information about it and every major reporter in England has the same information so it's just kind of a TBD I think one of the things that they were waiting for was that they hadn't smoothed out all the kind of personal details and stuff on their side but the fact that Chelsea released the statement and right. said she was
1: going to a national side a bit like Louth announcing the arrival of Mickey Hart <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: A little bit. I mean, it came pretty much out of nowhere. There had been no run-up to it. No one had expected it. She'd always been a name that was in line for the US job in that she is one of the best managers in the world at the moment. But also... There was some talk out of the US that they didn't want to wait until like the end of our season. So like next summer for a manager to come in, they wanted someone to come in before then. So that the expectation then kind of shifted to the likes of Laura Harvey or someone else. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's gonna be really interesting to see what Chelsea do and where they go from here.
1: So uh, Emma Hayes as the new USA manager. Let's start with that before we get to Chelsea, Rachel. Is this the right job for her at the right time, do you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um while it was while it came as a surprise the timing of the announcement came as a surprise. You know, we'd had conversations at home here last season thinking, I don't know, maybe is is this her time is she kind of going to go and look for a new challenge and I think as you be, as you are so successful as she is in the domestic game, new challenges are going to arise, she's going to want to do something different. I think had she won the Champions League, you could have almost put your house on the fact that you want to go and and do something else now um but i think the timing was very very surprising um yeah i think it makes sense i think i think she's a great person for the job she's a, a an out and out winner um which is what the us will want and she has experience coaching in the usa as well so she will have an idea of the mentality and what it's like to be a coach over there. Um, I think it's going to be a really exciting marriage between the two of them. I think other national teams will be maybe a little bit worried seeing her, uh, you know, step over that side and and it could be a very exciting time for the US. But I still think she should have come to Ireland. So I'm (laughs) right. I think we all had that like 30 seconds when we
2: saw the announcement that she was going to (laughs) an international side. You were like, maybe. I also thought Susie Rack from The Guardian made a really good point in that like obviously taking the US job is massively intense and that there's massive expectation but you don't have that like week to week grind of doing a club team and she's had like a lot of personal stuff over the last couple of years and like you sometimes I look at how her record has gone and I'm like how are you still standing you know she lost her dad really recently she had to have the emergency surgery you know when she was pregnant there was just so much that went on in her life that I can understand her being like new challenge fresh start the biggest gig in
1: world football in many ways.
2: Many ways, yeah. And also she's worked with a lot of the younger US players. You know, she just brought Mia Fischel over. She's Kat Macario. So it's going to be interesting to see how she does, because we know her as a club manager and international setup is very different. But as Rachel said, I do think she is probably the best person for the job. Beyond maybe Laura Harvey, I would have been quite interested to see her in the role.
0: Things have potentially changed somewhat now, but if you go back to World Cups, it did seem like, USA and England was going to become a significant rivalry in modern football so how will English football fans feel about Emma Hayes managing the USA is that a thing at all no I mean they'll just want to beat them (laughs) I don't think it'll be like a massive thing and you know those of us who've been following her for years will be pleased to see her do well and you know it'll be great to see her succeed over there but you're not going to want her to succeed against your team so it's that kind of you know, it'd be an interesting dynamic to see her on the touchline at an international window to see England against the USA will be so tasty. Um But yeah, I don't think there's going to be too much, you know, animosity or anything like that. I hope they're already lining up the Wembley friendly just
2: so we can get like a little taste of to. it. <laughs> and we don't have to wait four years until the next World Cup First where they gig. may possibly <laughs> face each other.
1: Yeah. <laughs> can we talk about um Courtney Brosnan before we wrap up here? She's, made the number one jersey at Everton her own there was you know at the start of the season she didn't have it but she has had it very quickly and it looks like there was, there maybe this was the plan and she responded very well to being dropped or whatever whatever happened happened and she's now nailing down that position is that fair?
0: Yeah I think and Everton need an absolute solid goalkeeper this season because I think they're Losing the defenders they did, Ricky Sebec and Gabby George, losing Gabby George so late as well in the transfer window. Um, Natalie Bjorn was injured as well this weekend. That's the area of, of concern, I think, for me, for Everton. So to have... Courtney Brosnan stepping up the way that she she is. Um, Sophie was at that yesterday and I was just getting messages just being like, Courtney Brosnan, she's unreal. What a keeper. Like she was absolutely keeping the minute. Um, and you love to see it because y- her name should be out there. She is arguably one of the best in this league. Um, and she's showing that. And it's difficult when you've got a club that are happy to kind of rotate keepers. Like that's not an easy thing to manage. So for her to now be getting consistent game time and playing the way she is, it's brilliant.
1: I think you rotate goalkeepers when you're not, sure and then when you, when you get sure you start rotating
2: yeah maybe but also like Everton should know at this stage what they have in Courtney Brosnan you know they offered her a new contract in the summer and then they signed another goalkeeper and they like there's no reason to be uncertain about Courtney she has been very stable in the league any time she's played and she's done that with coming in and out of the team and Everton have just always had this weird thing of rotation goalkeepers and not keeping people in place for like a steady amount of time. So... I, like, I, I just, I don't know what would have bred the uncertainty because she was showing, even when she wasn't playing for the club, she was showing for Ireland that she's, you know, one, as Rachel said, like one of the best and one of the most consistent goalkeepers in the league. She totally got rid of all those, like, mistakes that were in her game that we saw, like, pre the World Cup, um, qualifiers. So.
1: Maybe that's in a manager's head or in a a club's head and you've got to work a long time to get over them.
2: Yeah. Maybe, but like as well, you know, Courtney talked a lot about like when we were going into those World Cup qualifiers, about how much she had worked with the coaching staff at Everton and particularly like the defence and goalkeeping coaches and how much they had benefited her and given her the confidence and really instilled in her a belief that there was a world class goalkeeper in her. She just had to, you know, work on certain elements. So
1: it's just competition has spurred her on to this level of where Go on, sorry, Rachel.
0: I think so. I think I was going to say Emily Ramsey is a very good goalkeeper. And I remember when I saw her play last season, because I'd be like, "Why is Courtney not there?" And then she'd pull off these saves, and you'd be like, "Okay, there's some serious competition there." And I, you're you're kind of seeing it through a lot of teams in the league. They're bringing in, you know, top class goalkeepers, not just one but two, and for Chelsea, maybe five. Like, you know, so it is a particular position that seems to. Goalkeepers are seem to be benefiting from that serious competition, and perhaps that's what's given Courtney another edge. Uh,
1: one last word about Sue making her comeback. We've been waiting for this for a long time, but it's um, it's great to see her back. And obviously, the the sky's the limit for her, Rachel.
0: Yeah. I asked Rianne about that yesterday because she did make her an appearance as a sub. And she said that Jess had been raring to go for a few weeks now, but it just hadn't been quite the right time. I'll be honest. I was surprised that she came on in the match that she came on in. Um, you know, I, I was a little bit surprised at some of Rianne Skinner's substitutions, to be totally honest. They were losing 3-2. But, um, you know, a, an exciting player like that to bring on and um, to hopefully give you a bit of a spark. And, I'm just thinking about Ireland and seeing these players coming back from injury I've been desperate to see her come back I was there when she got the injury because I was so excited about her signing and, and coming to play over here so yeah great to have her back and hopefully it gives West Ham something else because they don't have a huge amount of depth and I think that's maybe becoming a little bit evident when they're in games where they're not winning and they need something extra so hopefully that's something Jess can give them
1: alright we'll leave it there Rachel good stuff thanks a million Kathleen thank you thank you uh, it's Rachel Sullivan from Girls on the Ball and of course the latest episode of Koy Coy gig is out tomorrow tomorrow morning yep very good off the ball breakfast Ireland's sports breakfast show